0: Ladies and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back on the air. And now the guy who doesn't really get sick at all, Max McGrath.
1: I get sick sometimes. Most of the times I get sick, it's from my son bringing some kind of cold back from daycare. Because kids my are son's petri dishes. Sick. Yeah, they're petri they dishes, right? Um, My son actually has some kind of, he has the sniffles. He doesn't have COVID. He doesn't have the Delta variant. He just got, he's got some sniffles. And I'm terrified. When it hits me, because I know whatever it gives him the sniffles is going to put me up in bed. That's for a week. That's just what happens when he goes to daycare. He brings it home. Also a little weird that he gets a, a a cold from daycare, but then it has to be kept home from daycare. All the kids at daycare are the ones who gave it to him. But he's homesick, much to my, much to my wife's displeasure because she's trying to work too. It's been a little difficult, but um, hopefully I don't get it. Um, hopefully, I also don't get roped into this nonsense. I don't think. I, I think that everyone here has, has a good enough head on their shoulders. I think we all understand that Republicans aren't the ones who are trying to defund the police. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, kudos to whatever Democrat um, Democrat uh, advisor came up with this nonsense. Because it came out and it's it, every Democrat is just spreading the same talking point. So kudos to whoever got paid on this one because it's the most BS crap talking point I've ever heard of. That Republicans are the reason <laughs> that crime is surging. Because not only do Republicans have all the guns that apparently all the gangsters are using. But Republicans are also responsible for defunding the police. I want to show you this because I didn't believe it when I first saw it. I didn't believe that anyone could be this dense. And actually, believe, and actually think that Republicans are the ones defunding the police. But I wanted to show you that yes, they're actually saying this. Let's go ahead and play cut number seven. This is Jen Saki, Circle Back girl
2: The thought there basically that somebody, some criminal who has been committing crimes with limited interruption or interference from police for the last couple of weeks or months is going to stop this easy life of crime if they have a summer job.
3: Well, I think the president believes that we shouldn't in- we shouldn't allow access to guns to th- those criminals who are currently illegally buying them from some dealers across the country. And part of his announcement is taking steps to do exactly that. But part of his announcement is also ensuring there's specific guidance to uh, communities across the country to ensure that they have funding to get more community police around the country. Something that was supported by the American Jobs Plan uh, that was support that was voted into law by Democrats just a couple of months ago. Some might say that the other party was for defunding the police. I'll let others say that.
1: So that's how just nonchalantly she drops it. Oh, we had a gigantic spending bill and we were going to give money to police and Republicans didn't want to vote for the spending bill. So therefore, Republicans defunded the police. I won't say that. I'll let others say that. Sure enough, all the others said it. This is what so if Joe was here, he'd say the left are liars. And he's right. I mean, this is the most obvious lie. You could possibly tell that all this time, Republicans have been the ones trying to defund police departments. Just in case anyone has been spending the last couple of years under a rock, I want to make sure that you don't come away with that impression. Let's play this. This is a cut of a bunch of Democrats saying they want to defund the police. Let's play cut number nine.
2: I am for defunding
3: the police. Yes, I support the defund movement. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the street. Many affluent suburb, suburbs have essentially already begun pursuing a defunding of the police in that they fund schools. Not only do we need to disinvest for in police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. The Minneapolis Police Department is rotten to the root
2: Defund the police does not mean abolish the police. It means a dramatic reduction in the number of police in our poor communities. Police are terrorizing black and brown communities. The evidence is clear across the country.
1: Yeah, no, evidence is not clear. As we've covered on the show, police are not terrorizing black and brown communities. If there was evidence of police just rampantly going into minority communities and murdering people, that would happen. Um, what more often happens is that police get into a gunfight with an armed suspect who quite often ends up being black or brown um, and ends up killing them. The, the, uh, the odds of, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like you're more likely to be struck by lightning than to be killed by a police officer if you're an unarmed black man. I mean, like the, the odds of you being an unarmed black man just being shot and killed, very, very low. It's single digits. You can count them on two hands, the number of unarmed black men who are killed by police officers every year. It's not epidemic levels like they're claiming. But yeah, no, that whole supercut, all the the who's who of the Democrat party, all saying that they want to defund the police. Now that they've reaped what they've sown, they don't want to talk about that anymore. They don't want to talk about that. No, instead of defunding the police, causing all the violent crime increases, it's Republicans. They're the ones who stopped it let's just get rid of that right off the bat. The, the stimulus bill included some funding for police departments. It did. It absolutely did. It also included a lot of BS spending that we can't afford. We couldn't afford. We couldn't afford it then, can't afford it now. You look at inflation, what's going on with inflation. One of the reasons that we are experiencing inflation in this country, surpassing 5%. Last month was 5%. I bet you this month is probably between 6 and 7% inflation, which is... Astronomically high. You, you, you can't have a country where every month your your currency is being devalued like that. One of the reasons that we have inflation of at that high of a level is because they printed all that money to to spend on those spending programs, right? So when the Fed prints money, they 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 either print money and they use bonds, right? But they they make new currency. They make new money. What does that do? That devalues the money that already already exists because there's more of it to go around. So when you spend on a government program like that, you are devaluing the currency and you're inflating it by just, because it's it's not like we're taking money we already have. We're creating new money to do this, right? We're creating new money to spend on these programs. That's why, I mean, I, I posted this on the Facebook page yesterday. Inflation is gonna probably be the killer of Joe Biden's spending agenda because you can't spend your way out of inflation because every time you spend, it just makes it worse. Right? So not only does inflation, inflation devalues your currency. So your currency is worth less and less and less. We've covered this on the podcast before, interwar Germany between World War I and World War II. They had hyper, hyper, hyperinflation to the point where you needed a wheelbarrow full of currency, bricks of bills just to buy a loaf of bread. It was so worthless. The paper It was worth more as paper than it was as currency. People would wallpaper their houses with Deutschmarks. They would use them to start fires. They'd make little blocks of them and have their children play like their form of Legos. Um it's <laughs> hyperinflation is very, very bad. So <laughs> you can't spend your way out of hyperinflation. And when you want, when you see inflation coming and you want to spend, that means you need to spend more to accomplish what you previously wanted. So I mean just it's it's simple math. Let's let's say you wanted a hundred you need to, you had a project you want to spend a hundred billion dollars on, right? A hundred billion dollars on a project. All of a sudden inflation jumps up to 5%, right? Inflation is 5%. Can you use $100 billion to do that job anymore? Most likely not. Most likely you're going to need a few extra billion dollars to do it. Now, (laughs) it might not seem like that big of a deal, but when you're talking about trillions of dollars in spending, having to spend a few percent more is pretty significant, Right. So the projects become more expensive, which makes them politically untenable. It's hard enough saying I want to spend a trillion dollars on something. Go to them and say, I need one point one trillion dollars. Why? Because all the spending is causing inflation. It's harder to get that passed. But then when you actually do it, it makes the problem worse. So it it's self-defeating. And I'm hopeful I'm not I'm not all that optimistic, but I am hopeful that Joe Biden's spending agenda will bite the dust because of. Um, hyperinflation, not, not hyper, just regular inflation. I mean, you, you can't spend your way out of inflationary mon- monetary policy. It just it doesn't work that way. You also can't make America safer by defunding the police. <laughs> I mean, these are these are basic, basic, basic concepts. There was a story out of Oakland, and this one was shocking. The irony was absolutely shocking. Oakland, California, this week, voted to defund their police. They voted to defund the police. Um, we actually have a, uh, I can't, I can't make it work. So they, they voted to defund the police by 18.5 million dollars. They didn't do this this week. They did this a little bit a little while ago. So they they cut 18.5 million dollars from the Oakland Police Department, Oakland, California, and they saw a 90 percent spike in murders. Well, that's kind of crazy. Well, this week, a news crew, an NBC news crew was doing an interview in front of City Hall in Oakland. And they were doing an interview about the rising crime rate. And what happened to them? They got held at gunpoint. And it was an attempted robbery. Eventually, the security guard they had with them was able to draw his weapon and, I guess, scare them into running away. But they were robbed at gunpoint in broad daylight in front of City Hall, doing an interview with a government employee about the rising crime rate. This really happened. And I was having a hard time downloading the actual video of it. There is a video floating out there. You can't really see a whole lot. The guy drops the camera and there's a scuffle. But I do have the video of the Oakland police chief being notified live on air that this had happened. And Mr. you're gonna need to turn the volume up on this one, it's a little bit low, but let's jump ahead and we're gonna play cut number 11.
2: I'm trying to ask this, uh, not only as a journalist, but as a a fellow NBC employee here, one of our colleagues today uh, doing reporting on this very story in front of Oakland City Hall, uh, held up at gunpoint, two guns drawn on uh, this NBC crew. This isn't supposed to happen. This was broad daylight in front of City Hall. Is it gonna get any better in the next?
1: I mean, and and I want to give deference to the police chief. He was on video. The video, I didn't want to play it because no one really wants to watch a grown man crying. But there was a video of him talking about these budget cuts and talking about what they mean for his department and and how it means they're all at risk. Right. And he's holding back tears. So he's not to blame. Right. He he hates this just as much as you and I hate it. But just to, to see him being notified live on air that the budget cuts have have been so disastrous that that one of the reporters was just robbed at gunpoint doing this, that very story, in front of City Hall, in the middle of the day. It's one of those things you can't make up. You can't make up. And we're going to play a little bit more of that clip. But before I do, I got to remind you, our podcast is sponsored by We The People Holsters. You see these stories. Obviously, California is a little bit more difficult to get a concealed carry permit. But in most other parts of the country, It's very easy to get concealed carry permit. Some some states like Texas soon to be, you don't need a permit. You can carry as long as you're legally allowed to own a gun. Constitutional carry permitless carry. Well, if you're going to carry, you need to make sure you have a couple things. You need to make sure that you're well trained. You also need to make sure you have a good holster. A good holster is essential. Don't buy one of those cheap Amazon holsters that are made in China. It's listen. You need a good holster. You need a holster that you're going to be able to draw quickly from without snagging. It needs to be comfortable. Also needs to be concealable. All these things make a good holster. I can tell you, after wearing this holster for the last few weeks, I am more than comfortable trusting my life to weed the people holsters. They start at just $40, which again, for what it is, it's incredible. Start at just $40, and they're custom molded to fit your exact firearm for a quick, smooth draw. You tell them the specs. You tell them if it has a red dot or if it has a flashlight or whatnot, and and they mold it for you. If it doesn't work, if it, if it snags, if it's tight, if you don't like the feel, send it back and they'll make it right. So there's thousands of different options and configurations to choose from. You tell them what gun you want, what gun you use, and they make the holster for you. But they also have a selection of custom printed holsters like the one I have for We the People and the American Flag. I like it. It's a little snazzy. But if you're a hunter, they also have a line of real tree camouflage, which is pretty cool. While you're there, make sure you check out the Bacon Jerky. They're very, very good as well as their full line of patriotic t-shirts and their new edc tactical gun belt all of which is manufactured 100 in the united states so show you show your support for our show and for this great american company by going to we the people forward slash cd and when you use promo code cd10 cd10 you will get ten dollars off boom ten dollars off so again that's we the people forward slash cd we the people forward slash cd and use promo code cd10 to get ten dollars off your order um, perfect segue. We're talking about people getting robbed at gunpoint. Now's the time to carry if you are legally allowed to carry Now is the time to be carrying everywhere man. It's it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Hey, Max
0: Um Yeah, what's up? I, I was still checking the mail I didn't see that whole we the people holsters that you sent me from for my 1911 I'm, No. hold on I'm, wait, I'm no. still going through the mail. I'm going through the mail. No. Hold on uh, You got no, the promo code. No, no,
1: Josh has the promo Wait. Code. What I thought you said you sent me one Gosh darn it. No, no Joe got one. Joe got one, but he he ended up getting Joe a righty got one. instead of a lefty. Yeah, yeah. I I told Joe send me the link for what holster you want. He oh. sent me a righty, oh. so he has got a he's got to send it back, and they'll and they'll send him another one. Um, but now you got the promo code, <laughs> ten dollars well, off. Right. They Thirty terrible
0: Customer service, which I've really enjoyed by them, because whenever there was an issue, they were right away on top of it. So we the people holsters is fantastic. Yeah. So just waiting
1: for yeah. my free one from you. That's all uh i wouldn't hold the breath on that (laughs) well (laughs) awkward awkward let's play let's play this clip this is fox news reporting on the oakland crime spree going on right now let's play cut number 10.
2: in california the oakland police chief is warning of dire consequences after the city council voted to cut nearly 18 million dollars from the department's budget
3: we have Team Fox coverage. Carl Rove is standing by with reaction. But first, let's go to William Lajeunesse. He's following the Oakland story from our West Coast newsroom. Good morning.
2: Hey, Dana. The numbers tell the story. Homicides up 90 percent. Carjackings 88 percent. Shootings 70 percent. The police chief said crime, in his words, is out of control in Oakland. He warned the city council now is not the time to strip $17 million from the police
4: budget. But when city council members, the majority of them that voted, to defund this police department that additional 17 million that was reduced from the police department's budget will have an impact
2: so this is oakland last year residents screaming to defund the police well since then according to the fbi Oakland has become the fifth most dangerous city in the U.S. Yet the council wants more social workers and violence prevention programs. The chief says that's a recipe for rising crime. Forced to cut 50 officers, response times to 911 calls will get slower. He's already losing five cops a month to retirement. And this cut means losing two new police academy classes. That means less public safety.
4: I think it's easy uh, to, uh, to, to sit in a room and have a discussion about what public safety looks like and your ideas about what could make Oakland better. It's much different when you come out into the community and meet on the ground with those families.
2: Across the bay, 70% say the quality of life in San Francisco has declined and pointed to crime and homelessness. Car breakings there up 753%, theft up 75% compared to 2019. Now here's the irony, Trace, Dana. Just after the police chief spoke to the city council, there were two armed robberies that held up a television news crew that was interviewing Oakland's director of violence prevention.
1: Did he say 700%? 753% I think was the number of carjackings in San Francisco. And this is where, you know, yeah, I, I agree um, uh, more than white noise said in, in the comment sections on DLive, conservatives need to do a better job of, of separating the rising crime from gun violence. Yeah, I, I agree because the Dems just kind of take that as, as a victory lap and say, oh, we need more gun control. The car robberies, the 753% increase in car jackings are not all being committed with firearms. I mean, when, when you highlight crimes like that, it's very like when you highlight stabbings, because stabbings are up or across the U S when you highlight stabbings and you say, well, listen, how, how is it a gun problem? If someone's being stabbed to death um, you, you're able to better get through that divide. Because when you just do violent crime, people think guns, people think shootings, which yeah, there have been a lot of shootings, but they're not being conducted with legal guns and they're not being perpetrated by legal gun owners. Um, you can kind of see in that video, you can see the police chief get a little choked up because he realizes 17 million. I've seen some places that said 18 million that they're losing. it's going to have a real impact. And as he said, it's going to stop them from taking on two new classes of officers, which means as people retire, as officers retire, as lieutenants, as detectives retire, there will not be a new class of, of trainees taking their place. So as they retire, not only will they not have enough money to, to outfit them, but there'll just be less cops on the street. And we've seen, we've seen cops have been quitting in droves. Go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Producer. Um, The image isn't loading, but this is from Breitbart. Cops quitting in droves as crime skyrockets, not loading, as crime skyrockets. All across the country, we've seen record increases in the number of police officers retiring, opting not to keep doing this. I mean, why would you want to? Why would you want to? We've talked to lawman Rob. Um, He was in the studio a couple days ago. He retired. I mean, it's the perfect time. Obviously, he wanted to retire. He'd been planning that. But a lot of police officers are saying, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You're not going to blame me for the rising crime rate because I mean they're claiming them for for crimes that don't happen. Like there is no roving band of police officers executing black men in the street on the basis of their skin color. That's just not happening. You're having violent police interactions where yeah sure there's some bad apples who just like to rough people up. I I believe that. I believe there's bad apples in every sign every kind of profession who will use their power to try and. And and exercise control over another human being. I I, I know that that exists in police departments nationwide, but it's not the average. I mean, the average police officer is not just roughing people up just to do it. Um, So you blame them, you cut their funding, the crime skyrockets. And then instead of saying, oh, we made a mistake. You blame legal gun owners. Well, the only reason legal gun owners exist is because they they recognize government's not there to protect them. The police officer's job, yes, sometimes police officers stop a crime. That's great when they do. More often than not, the police officer's there to investigate who killed you, who murdered you, who shot you. They're there to draw the chalk outline a- across your body, laying in, in the uh, the chalk outline around your body, laying in the street. More often than not, police are there to figure out what happened. Not always there to stop it because police can't be everywhere, right? Police you can't be everywhere. And when you cut their funding, you cut the number of officers, you cut the number of patrol cars, you cut the equipment they're allowed to use, you cut their access to Pentagon surplus programs that allows them to arm their officers without having to pay for it. When you cut all that, what you get is a police department less likely and less able to respond to violent crimes. We watched that supercut. We watched that supercut super of uh in, in that supercut was Ilhan Omar demanding that the Minneapolis Police Department be defunded. Go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Producer. That happened. That happened late last year. $8 million was shifted from the Minneapolis Police Department to other budget priorities. And yeah, they they hired more social workers. Well, what's gonna happen when you send a social worker to a a gunfight? You're gonna get more dead social workers. What's gonna happen when you send social workers without police escorts to domestic violence situations? You're gonna get more dead social workers you're also gonna see a rise in, in violent crime. So they defunded the police at the mob's instruction. We have a video, we played this back in the day, but I wanna play it again for you. This is what it looked like when Minneapolis's mayor was asked if he wanted to defund the police and he said, no, he was booed. So they were pressured into doing this. The, the, if you wanna see why direct democracy is so dangerous, why the founders chose to make us a republic and not a democracy, it's a case like this. Mo- There's There are a few things more dangerous in government In politics than mob rule. Mob rule has a tendency to get out of control, right? I mean, horrific situations where mobs have been ginned up to tremendous amounts of violence, all on nonsense, right? A a mob is is an incredibly dangerous thing and mob mentality is incredibly dangerous. So the idea that 50% plus one of the population can just decide things like getting rid of the police department Very, very dangerous. And the founders understood that. They made sure the federal level was not a direct democracy. Obviously, state and local levels are a little bit more so. But this is what it looked like when the Minneapolis mayor was at an event and he admitted he didn't really want to defund and get rid of the police department. Let's play cut number 12.
4: Markable development yesterday. The mayor showed up to a very large demonstration in downtown Minneapolis. He walked through the crowd of thousands of people by himself. The event was organized by a group called Black Visions Collective that is demanding Minneapolis police be defunded. When the mayor got to the stage, the host took to the mic and told the mayor he's responsible for the death of George Floyd by investing in the police department. And they then asked the mayor point blank if he would vow to Defund police.
1: Yes or no? Will you commit? To defunding Minneapolis Police Department. We don't want no more
4: police. The mayor said he takes responsibility and is coming to grips with his own shortcomings, but he does not support the full abolition of police. That was a peaceful grip that just got he thrown, says thrown on He there needs to that. be structural changes to systemic racism in the police department, and the police union needs to be put in its place. Well, with that answer, the mayor was booed out of the huge downtown crowd. People chanted, go home.
1: So that the blurred... Little circles you saw, they weren't blurring people's faces. They were blurring the middle fingers. We saw there in the middle of that, there was a very peaceful brick that got thrown at a window. I hadn't seen that the first time I watched that clip. He said, no, I don't want to defund the police. That's insane. He got booed out and he had to leave because he understands how dangerous a mob is. You gin up a mob like that into thinking that you're the reason black people are being murdered. I mean, that's how crazy this is. Right, what happened to George Floyd is terrible. No one should ever die in police custody. There are police officers there obviously did things wrong. Do I think that they deserve to be convicted of the charges that were brought against them? I, I don't think so. And I think that what Democrat politicians did in the days leading up to that trial, ginning up the crowds, um, I think it, it probably gives them a case for a mistrial. Will they get? I don't know. Um, it's tragic though that George Floyd died. Anytime someone dies in police custody, it's a tragedy. But to say that it's the mayor's fault that police that George Floyd died, George Floyd asked to be put on the ground. That doesn't mean he deserved to be killed for it, but he asked to be put in the prone position. George Floyd jumped out of the police car because he said he was too claustrophobic to sit in the back of a cruiser. He also said he, was, he, he had a hard time breathing when he was standing up. So George Floyd did things that put him in a situation where he had to be lying on the ground prone. He asked to be put in that position. He didn't ask to be killed. I get that. Both sides did things that ended up with that tragic, contributing to that tragic outcome. The mayor was not involved in that, right? So when you have a crowd being ginned up to believe that the white mayor is responsible for a black man's death and that we need to just defund the police, abolish the police department to make sure no other black people die. It's, it's, it's an insane concept. Like It, it truly is. It, that, that is insanity. One black man gets killed by police officers. Tragic. But the idea of just getting rid of police to stop black people from being killed, it's not, it's, that's not logical. That doesn't make sense. Just showing you how mobs tend to be illogical. Well, Minneapolis has backtracked. They backtrack relatively quickly. Go to my screen. Um, Again, not loading for whatever reason, but the Minneapolis, Minneapolis backtracks on plan to defund police after resident complaints. Surprise, surprise. When you defund the police and violent crime starts skyrocketing, the residents, the constituents, the voters start complaining, saying, hey, I, I got robbed and the police never showed up. Well, yeah, we just defunded them. <laughs> they can't afford the gas. They don't have enough people out there to stop all the crime. So the Minneapolis, to their credit, they backtrack. Now, that that is little solace to the people who were, became victims of violent crime in the meantime. And it still hasn't completely been solved because there's still a rising violent crime rate. Because even though, yeah, they've backtracked on some of the defunding principles, the police officers still do not believe that the city council has their back, that the mayor's office has their back. Why would they, right? The mayor just got shamed into walking away with his head down when the mob blamed him for another police officer's action. So why would they think that they have the mayor's, the mayor's blessing or his support? So what police officer in today's climate, obviously you hope that, that a police officer does his job. But in today's climate, when you know what happens to a police officer, if they end up using deadly force against an African-American, however justified it is, however legally justified it is, however in the right they are, by according to the book, you know what happens to them. If they don't get sent away for life, they get smeared and their and their reputation is ruined. So police officers know this. They're not going to go running into buildings to, to, to break up a fight. They're not going to go out of their way to put themselves in a position. It, you hope that doesn't happen, but you also understand that they're human and they can see the same things we're seeing. So, yes, even though they have backtracked and started refunding the police department, violent crime is still going up in Minneapolis. So I ask. Anyone, if you're from Minneapolis, if you know anyone from Minneapolis, share this, obviously. If, even if you don't, share the video. What are you doing? You haven't shared yet. Share it. Um, <laughs> you, you think you, you watch that video of the crowd saying, you're responsible for killing George Floyd. We need to get rid of the police to make sure no more black people die. I watched, I, I found this clip and it's uh, it shows you what happens when police are defunded, when police are vilified, when there are no officers there to uh, to not only respond to violent crime, but to to prevent violent crime, not by actually stopping it, but just by their presence dissuading people from committing crimes. People are more likely to commit crimes when they when they have a suspicion that police officers aren't anywhere near them. Um, yeah, so the, they wanted to abolish the police office, officers, the police department to save black lives. Uh, this is what they got instead, play cut 13.
3: Kristen Gia, Trinity is one of three kids shot in the last month in Minneapolis, and she is the second to die. Her dad posted an update on Facebook. Minneapolis police confirming this as well. As for the other children uh, who are who were shot, uh, well, right now Ladavion Garrett Jr. is fighting for his life at North Memorial. He was shot in the head while in the back seat of his parents' car. And Wednesday last week, Anaya Allen died at just six years old. She too was shot while in her family's car. Just yesterday, Anaya's grandfather spoke out, asking the shooters in all three cases to turn themselves in.
2: Well, if you have any conscience or any feelings inside of you, um, it's time to stop running. It's time to turn yourself in uh, and get this done with and bring some closure to my family and the other two families and, and to the city of Minneapolis, it's uh,
1: it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. I mean, obviously, I, I get and with all things, hindsight's twenty twenty. But we all knew this was going to happen. We all knew if you defund the police, if you demonize the police, if you condition police officers not want to not want to step out there, and and Lawman just replied that the good officers will still run into the into the fights and still do their jobs. I hope so. I hope so, and I'm sure there are some, but there's also a lot of officers who, who, who won't. And yeah, they, they it shouldn't be that way, but it, it's a it's a very human calculus, and I can understand why police officers would be hesitant when we've seen police officers now facing life prison sentences for shooting someone who was in the process of shooting them back. Right, that was that was that case from Georgia where the where the perpetrator beat up a cop, took him to the ground, took his stun gun and fired it at him. Well, according to law, that is a deadly weapon. Even though it's a less than lethal weapon, it's still it's, he's still authorized to use deadly force because if those barbs hit him and they incapacitate him, that guy can take his gun and now he can kill whoever he wants. When you see something as clear cut as that, I don't know. I I I hope, I hope you're right, and I, I suspect you you know a lot of good cops and they're still doing their jobs. But there's always going to be that little twinge in the back of your of back of your mind if you're a cop thinking, wait a minute, am I going to be on? Am I, am I going to be a, a viral video? Is this going to be, are they going to take me down for this? Hope not, but I suspect it's still there regardless. So that, that, that just shows you though, why mobs are so dangerous. A mob demands you defund the police to save black lives because a black man who was resisting arrest and was high on fentanyl, like, likely a lethal dose of fentanyl, died in police custody because they were so outraged. Listen, listen you're right to be outraged. No one should ever die in police custody. Um, because he died in police custody, they demanded the police department be defunded. The city council obeyed the people's wishes. And what happens? Little kids get shot. Little kids get shot. It's insane. It, it's it's insane that we've even hit this. Insane that we've even reached the point where I have to explain this to people. And this isn't one of those things you go out without saying. If you defund the police, people get killed. Put up image nine, just to reiterate how insane it is to think that Republicans are behind this. This is from Tim Young. The following cities have actually defunded their police. New York City, LA, Chicago, Seattle, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Austin, San Francisco, Salt Lake City, Portland, Hartford, Atlanta. Name which runs are completely run by Republicans. Since the Democrats are claiming that Republicans are the ones who defunded the police. Yeah, Minneapolis isn't on there, but it should be. I mean, this is what... Democrats are trying to claim. Go ahead, put up image eight. This is their argument in a nutshell. Democrats are literally firing the gun, defunding the police. They turn around and say, why would Republicans do this? That's what you're saying. And it's insane to me. Sorry, got something in my throat. It's insane to me that we've even reached the point where anyone will give this kind of madness any credence. So while I take a sip of water, I want to point out that the consequence of all this, the consequence of defund the police, the consequence of turning a blind eye to violent rioters, to looters and all that, everything we've seen over the past year, year and a half, the consequence is that more and more people have taken it upon themselves to exercise their Second Amendment right to defend themselves because they they watch the news too. They see that the police, the police are getting defunded. Police response times are down. I need to be able to defend my family. So I don't know if you saw this. I want to play it. I think we I think it kind of fits in. Lauren Boebert, friend of the show, she's been on a couple times, she took to the the floor of the House of Representatives and she gave a great pro-Second Amendment speech. So I want to play that while I take a couple sips and try and get this frog out of my throat. So Mr. Producer, let's go ahead and play this. This is cut 14.
3: Madam Speaker, I want to begin this evening by thanking my Democrat colleagues for their outstanding work in encouraging millions this isn't of Americans real. This to celebrate their Second Amendment rights by purchasing their first, second, or even 100th firearm. From the left's riots in cities across America to Biden's threats to strip away our basic constitutional rights, Democrats are single-handedly responsible for the sale of tens of millions of firearms. Bravo. Well done. And I hear that the interest has begun to peak when it comes to the sale of F-15s. Now, I have some questions for these freedom haters. When are you gonna call on the chief executive, the basement dweller, to hold his own son accountable for his gun crimes? Hunter Biden lied on a federal firearms application which is punishable by up to 10 years and a $250,000 fine, of which 10% will not be going to the big guy. Rules for thee, but not for my crackhead, Parmesan-smoking gun criminal son. What about the the disposal of Hunter Biden's gun in a back alley dumpster? And why was the Secret Service involved in locating this firearm? Can you just imagine for half a second if Donald Trump Jr. was involved in firearms crimes and his dad ordered the Secret Service to cover it up? That's just the start of the hypocrisy. Biden will call widely purchased firearms weapons of war, but then he'll tell you that you need an F-15 or a nuke to keep the federal government in check. He will target so-called merchants of death, but celebrate the 600 abortion clinics across America. This regime will encourage riots, defund the police, and try to take away Americans' right to self-defense. Madam Speaker, the American people are not on board with the Biden regime's hypocritical gun-crabbing. Instead, they are buying guns at a record rate so my colleagues from the other side they can keep running their mouths and we will keep adding to our arsenals thank you gentlemen i yield back
1: so very very emotional she added the music obviously that music doesn't play when people go up uh on the floor of the house of representatives and they speak um (laughs) very very impassioned speech I i also will add using many of the talking points that we've also used on the show, the idea of how ludicrous is it to call an AR-15 a weapon of war, and then to say you need a nuclear weapon if you were ever to want to wage war against the United States government. I wanted to play that. Sorry, I had something in my throat, a little frog in my throat. Not sure what it was, um, but it's better now. It took a couple of sips of water. Um, but yeah, now this, this whole, I mean, that's part of the reason why they are claiming that legal gun owners are, are responsible for the violent crime. Increase, right? I mean, they, they won't blame themselves. They won't accept any of the culpability. So not only are they claiming that Republicans defund the police, which is weird, right? They they refuse to admit that the defund the police had any impact, but then they say the Republicans are to blame. It's almost like they haven't gotten their story straight. They haven't. But now they're going after gun owners because they see the 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 cause and reaction. Um, right? They they defund the police, people bought guns to defend themselves. So obviously they have to figure out a way to um, to combat that. And that's obviously their plan. Mr. Producer, I sent you a clip. This is Mr. M- Mr. President. President Donald J. Trump was at the border today. He was at the border with Gre- uh, Governor Greg Abbott in my state of Texas. And he, he had a very simple explanation for what he's in favor of. Mr. Producer, let's go ahead and play this clip.
2: They were saying, well, Texas is going to be close. They said, well, I'm in favor of oil. I'm in favor of God and I'm in favor of
0: guns
2: (laughs) and they're not. And if you're in Texas and you don't like guns, God, and oil, I don't think you're going to do too well. And they didn't do too well. They didn't do well at all. They did poorly.
1: (laughs) So that's from, that is from Trump very succinctly. I'm in favor of God, guns, and oil. Put that on a bumper sticker. Why don't you? Um, it's going to be one of our new t-shirts. We should make it a t-shirt for us. Yeah. Got guns and oil. A um, couple other things as as we wrap up the show today. Obviously, Joe isn't on, so we, we're not going to have as long and as fleshed out of a show as we would have if we had two people talking. Um, one of the other things I want I want to talk about is what's going on in New York City. Did you see this? New York City had their first ever ranked choice voting. Ranked choice voting. Basically, when you go in and you, and you vote in a ranked choice voting system, you say who you want your first choice to be. And if that person doesn't win or if that person comes in last place then you also have to put down your second third fourth fifth sixth choices you don't have to you can technically leave them blank you can vote for one person one person only but it gives you a chance to vote for a third party candidate without ended up affecting the outcome right so lots of people voted for andrew yang andrew yang didn't win the primary. didn't come even close. So people could vote for Andrew Yang and then also say, okay, well, if he doesn't win, this is my second choice. If that person doesn't win, this is my third choice, my fourth, my fifth. So it's a little bit more complicated to count the votes because it's not just saying vote A, vote B. It's it's a more complicated equation that you have to go through. Well, this is the first year that New York City is trying it and it's not going well for them. They release results with a massive discrepancy of over 100,000 vote different difference between how many votes they said were cast on election day and how many votes were actually cast. Um, So let's go ahead. This is the the statement from one of the candidates freaking out over the fact that they were just going to magically invent 100,000 votes out of thin air. Let's go ahead and put up image number one, Mr. Producer. Image number one. So this is Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams released the following statement in reaction to today's initial ranked choice voting results. Quote, the vote total just released by the board of elections is 100,000 plus more than the total announced on election night, raising serious questions. We have asked the Board of Elections to explain such a massive increase and other irregularities before we comment on the ranked choice voting projection. We remain confident that Eric Adams will be the next mayor of New York because he put together a historic five borough working class coalition of New Yorkers to make our city a safer, fairer, more affordable place. He got lit up on Twitter. They said, how dare you? How dare you insinuate that this isn't all above board. How dare you insinuate that there are fake votes? No, New York City, New York City Board of Elections would never do that. It turns out that they did. The New York City Board of Elections admitted, admitted here, I'm gonna put up on the screen. Go go ahead to my screen, Mr. Producer. Here's the tweet, a couple hours later, we are aware there's a discrepancy in the, official, uh, in the unofficial ranked choice voting round by round elimination report, we are working with our RCV technical staff to identify where the discrepancy occurred. We asked the public elected officials and candidates to have patience. So they got lit up. The Democrat, this is a Democrat primary, got lit up for even hinting at the results being not correct, incorrect. Lit up, lit up, lit up. Turns out he was right. They added over 100,000 votes out of thin air. They said that, oh, we accidentally included test ballots. So they had conducted a test to make sure it was gonna work. They had accidentally included 100,000 test ballots in with the other ballots, which is gonna be a nightmare, a nightmare to filter out, right? It's gonna take them probably a a little bit to filter out completely. But the question is, how many test ballots got included in the 2020 race? (laughs) Right. I mean, obviously, this is a thing. We're not allowed to talk. We're allowed to talk about this now. The concept of a test ballot being used in the final count. How many were any of them used? Can anyone say with certainty that none were used or counted? I can't. So, yeah, apparently you're allowed to demand a recount. You're allowed to uh, identify irregularities in New York City. If you're a Democrat, you are not allowed to do it in Arizona or. Georgia or Michigan, if you are a Republican. Understand the rules. Democrats can complain about botched election results. Republicans can't. And if you're a Republican, you do it, you're a threat to democracy. If you're a Democrat and you do it, you're just looking out for the voters. You understand? There's a difference. I want to make sure no one gets confused. It really depends on whether you have an R or a D next to your name. That depends on whether you are an insurrectionist or a seeker of truth. It really is as simple as... That. A couple other things I want to talk about before we leave. Joe Biden had a hard time again with his teleprompter. Um, it's one of those things. One of those things with Joe. Let's go ahead and play cut fifteen.
2: This job, this jobs, the jobs that are going to be created here.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that one. Um, that might be his. That might be his stutter. It also might be the fact that he can't really think i don't know i don't know he's been saying some we- really weird stuff lately hitting on people that are married it's uh be- saying he's really excited that kids are there kids are around he's creeping i'm me out. not
0: gonna he's creeping yeah, me out man he, there's things like that one right there just looked like it. he was waiting for someone to say something in his ear and it wasn't there and he's saying code words right if he's ever lost yeah i wonder if they've got those because you, you got to train people like this and hopefully that they I'm
1: not saying the guy has dementia, but I'm just saying. Oh no, I've been saying he's got okay. something. Something's he's not got right something he's got something. I mean, he's also had two brain surgeries. So the idea that it's like unreasonable to say that there's something wrong with him mentally, it's it's that's not a real critique. Like, How many times have they taken the top him? off? They've, to- they've taken his head off
0: twice. twice. Right? Twice to relieve at least twice. Twice know like of, Yeah, I have no yeah. idea what that does to a person. So if not, someone out there is a it medical nurse, right? Yeah, if you're a neurological sort of doctor or whatever, it's not gonna. It's know. not
1: gonna help with your Sudoku puzzles. I'll just tell you that you're not gonna <laughs> become a Sudoku master by having brain surgery. It's not gonna make you better. I mean, maybe it does. Maybe in a one in million case, it makes you savant. Well, but, uh,
0: maybe, maybe.
1: I can't imagine that Joe is. If this is what it looks like when brain surgery makes you sharper. I'd hate to see what happens when brain surgeons really mess up. Um, so what happens but, when
0: he's sitting around other world leaders and that
1: kicks in? Like, hello, they laugh hi, at him. Hi, that, that's hi. the that's the un that's the unspoken truth of his worldwide oh. tour. They're all laughing at him. They all understand that he's not really calling the shots, and he won't be calling the hmm. shots for much longer. It's just uh, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, until we remove him from power, um, the Arizona audit is clearing out of the of the. Uh, the arena as we speak Um they say they're probably going to have preliminary results relatively soon. Um, and they're also saying that Democrats aren't going to like it. So we do know that they, they they did bring in the guy who was in charge of designing the ballots for Maricopa County and the word on the street, which I don't like purveying in rumors. I don't like spreading rumors, but what what I am hearing is that they may have found different versions of the ballot. They may have found ballots that whoever forged them thought that they had done a good enough job, thought that they had done a good enough job, but actually didn't. Um, so we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, take that with a grain of salt. That's just what I've been hearing from some people. Though those those kind of things sometimes do tend to be uh, misstated. Um, so yeah, it's uh, if you missed it, OJ, uh, not, not uh, uh, Cosby. He's out. I said OJ because they're they're treating him like he's OJ escaping from the police. They have the, the aerial video from the helicopters. They're treating it like it's the Bronco chase, but they're following him out of the jail. Um, listen, a- as terrible as that is, because it seems pretty likely that he did it, obviously a jury of his peers believe that he did it. It also is it, that if the reporting is correct, this appeal verdict had to happen because you cannot make a deal with a prosecutor. Live up to your side of the deal and then have a future prosecutor just rip it up because he didn't think that deal should be made. That's fundamentally unfair. And yes, our system of government has to be fair for criminals and innocent alike. And sometimes that means that the guilty are going to walk. It's it's part of living in a free and just society. I, I wouldn't want to live somewhere where Based on uh, the determination of your guilt decides whether you have certain rights or not. So we'll have to see. Uh, may, they might go after him with other charges. I, I imagine that there's other things they could prosecute him for. But a lot of those, they're going to lose the opportunity to do it because uh, the statute of limitations was coming up against him. And uh, double jeopardy. Double jeopardy causes, in fact, you cannot be charged for the same crime twice. So we'll have to wait and see but until then that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast oh wait before i go i got i got to remind you air care network I didn't, I didn't mention it this hour air care network you, you, you see you see you see cosby going down the street you see you see the 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 police cars and everything following them um, just think about how that's going to gum up traffic well if you have a medical emergency you need to get the hospital but you have cosby driving down the street and all the reporters are everywhere you're not going to get there by car you're going to need to be airlifted yeah, crazy scenario, but you know what? That happens a lot. You have motorcades, you have parades, you have just regular traffic. Stop someone in the suburbs, in the city from being able to get to a hospital. And the only way they can get there is by being airlifted by a helicopter. And it's very expensive. You'd be shocked at how expensive it is. Lots of people have called in and let us know just how expensive it is. 50,000 plus in some cases. Well, don't worry about that. You shouldn't have to worry about that. And AirMedCare Network is around to make sure that you don't. If you sign up with them, gets your entire household covered for one year. It's less if you're a senior citizen, though if you're a senior citizen, you don't get the household, it's just you and your spouse. Less if you're a senior citizen, and it's less if you buy three or five years at a time. No one should go without this. It's common sense stuff if you spend a lot of time outdoors, even if you don't, right? No one should have to worry about going bankrupt because they they need to get to the hospital. And the fastest way to do it is by air. So you're going to want to make sure you go to their their, their website. Link is in the description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And when you get there, use promo code daily and you'll get up to $50 back depending on what plan you sign up for. It's free money. It's free money. It's common sense and it's free money. Again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. So that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. A little bit shorter today. Joe's out, um, a little harder when I'm alone to fill up the whole hour. But if you enjoy the podcast... I really am asking you to share this with your friends. Not just by hitting the share button, by actually having a conversation with someone. Say, hey, you know, you're conservative. You should check out this podcast and sending them the link, emailing it to them, right? Messaging it to them. The share button, yeah, hit the share button. It's important. But Facebook plays games. Different social media sites play games. What they can't play games with is good old-fashioned conversation. So if you have not referred your friends to Conservative Daily yet, please do so. Also, make sure if you haven't yet, sign up for our email newsletter. Very, very important. Sometimes i am getting a lot of people saying that they, they no longer get the emails, but they used to. If that's you, make sure you sign up. You can find the link in our description. You can also find it at conservative-daily.com. All different links in the description for you to check us out. Make sure if you haven't already subscribed to the audio version of the podcast, that's how we pay the bills. That's what the advertisers care about, the audio downloads. Apple Podcast was broken. It is now fixed. We've now jumped 100 points in the rankings. So they, I'll see if they give me an explanation. They probably won't but it's probably going to be one of those situations where we called their bluff on the shadow ban, and now uh, they're going to let us us back at it. But if you haven't already, do sign up and subscribe to the audio version of the podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Podbean. Check out all of the links in the description. If you haven't already, you get the text messages by texting the word FREEDOM to 89517. You'll get a text alert just before we go on the air, giving you all the links on where to find us. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. Joe's out today, so it's just me solo. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.